the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Welcome back to LeBron Taco Tuesday on the pod. Moneyline Monaco, fired up to be with you. Thanks for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. We have an action-packed show for you. I'm fired up. It is not only a LeBron Taco Tuesday, we have Braun taking on Chris Paul. That's half the banana boat dancing tonight against each other. We got Celtics Clippers on the slate. I have an NBA Futures for you later. Put on a little Inspector Gadget glasses. As I did a little research, I feel great about the Futures pick on that one. And we wrap up with an English Premier League pick. How could we not? Man City is dancing today on the pitch and we have to pay attention. They are absolutely cooking in the lab. But we start today's show at the Staples Center. How could we not? It's the marquee matchup of the day. Lakers minus 1.5 on your FanDuel Sportsbook over the Suns at home. And I'm taking the Lakers on a little bit of a hot streak here. Winning two games in convincing fashion. And it's exactly like Frankie Vogel likes it defense to play offense they got through a february with a nine and five record and they're a humble three and four after the davis achilles injury sidelining him on february 14th but there's one stat that sticks out to me and it's given me the conviction i need making an emotional decision at the sports book today and that is The Lakers defense in the last two games against stars in Curry and Lillard. Listen to this. Curry comes in to the Sunday night affair averaging 29.9 points a game. And they limit him to 16. Just two threes, a completely off night for him. And then the defense adjustments that I saw and you know I was on The Blazers with the points, I couldn't let it go against the Lakers the other night. They adjusted gorgeously at half and held Dame Dalla to just 11 points. So I'm saying to myself, Curry limited to 16 at the Staples Center. Lillard limited to 11 in the second half. Now I know D-Book's coming off a season high, 43-point convincing. Suns 118-99 victory against the T-Wolves, but it's the T-Wolves. What I also love is that Braun is coming off of a season-low minutes. He only played 24 minutes. That was a season-low for him, and he still filled up the stat sheet. He had six boards, four dimes, two steals, two blocks, and 7-12 shooting. Three three-pointers as well. Did you see how Six Lakers were in double figures against the Warriors too. Finding a little bit of rhythm there. 
It was a full team effort in a game where they spanked the Warriors. 41-21 in the first quarter out the gate. They increased that lead by even more at halftime. They were up freaking 29 points, for goodness sakes. And then they outscored them by a point in the third. And then, of course, they're resting in the fourth. And they only got outscored by four. I just love what I saw defensively. And I know the Suns are hot. But the Lakers, in their last seven games without Davis, have a stellar, remarkable, incredible 105.0 defensive rating without AD. It's the second lowest to the Grizzlies. And they're doing it with an offense that ranks 25th in the NBA in the last seven games. So this is going to be a defense to play offense. And I have an inkling if they can keep Book in check and not go off because he's going to eat. And I love, love arrested LeBron. I mean, when's the last time the guy got to sit out an entire fourth quarter? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. And I just love the team effort. It was just exactly almost old school Pacers Vogel type defense to play offense. So I'm firing. It is emotional, but I'm going to swallow the 1.5. You can also take the money line at minus 120 if you want on FanDuel. I'm going to go Lakers minus 1.5 at the Staples Center over the Red Hot Suns. On emotion. And we shift to this. I feel great about the spot. The Clippers continue the road trip they're on, which is a humble one and two one, going to TD Garden to take on the Boston Celtics. I have so many feels about this team. The line is not announced because of Jalen Brown being questionable, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm swallowing the points. If I had to guess where the line is, I'd say it's probably going to be around Clippers minus three, minus four. I could be way off. This is all contingent on Jalen Brown, but I'm going to swallow the points and I'm taking the Clippers over the Celtics because I don't like what I saw. They've cost us utility bills. They've cost us hinge dates. Where, where do I go with the Boston Celtics right now? Needing a Christmas with the Cranks miracle to beat the Wizards by one point the other night. I don't want to hear that Jalen Brown wasn't playing. It took a whole team effort and a freaking Bradley Beal slipping on a Mario Kart banana to lose that game for the Wizards at all. And I know Kemba Walker saying the team's down, they bonded together, da-da-da-da. Daniel Tice had 20 points, all right? He also had a ridiculous three in the corner. Uh, there were so many factors turned the ball over. I mean, it was an unwatchable collapse. I feel terrible for anyone in the land that had the Wizards over the Celtics on a money line. Maybe they fired live. This is a 24-12 and 12 Clippers team going against a 17-17 and 17 Celtics squad. All right, they beat the Pacers, but after that, that was off of a three-game losing streak. They lost to the Hawks, the Mavericks, the Pelicans. All three of those teams win the Seas, played them had losing records. Another thing that will not happen in tonight's game, 
Kawhi and Paul George will not go a combined 0-9 in the last four minutes down the stretch, which is exactly what Scotty Van Bad beat happened to them against the Bucs in the 105-100 loss on the Sunday matinee. It was just kicked to the midsection, Bad Beat. That was the Clippers game to win after a very, very convincing third quarter. But Paul George... He's not doing any favors for the team right now. He's shooting absolutely terribly from beyond the arc. But Lou Will, on a bright spot, is averaging 16.6 points in all of February. I always know that this team, who is learning because there's some new players, let's not forget this is a little bit of a shift of a roster despite their main nucleus staying intact. And they got Tyron Lue. But I'm going to go against a Celtics team that may think they got the Austin Powers mojo. All right. Congratulations. You beat the Pacers and you beat the Wizards. If you can beat the Clippers coming off a very angry loss, they're going to be buttoned up. This is the NBA for you during COVID. Teams lose games they shouldn't. But then... Eventually, a wrong is righted. Hopefully, this is the spot. Clippers just eight and seven during February, which I don't love. After going sixteen and five in December and January, but again, it's a squad that likes to play buttoned up, and they don't like to lose too straight. And bear in mind, the Clippers only had one back-to-back loss in all of February, and it was a four-point loss to the Celtics. So you already know they're coming for the BP rebuttal. And they also lost a three-point game to the Kings back-to-back. That was February 5th and February 7th. Outside of that, you can go back to January. They don't have a back-to-back loss then. The Clippers don't lose two games in a row. So if you want to go ahead and take the Celtics, who seem to think they're all the way back. Look, Jalen Brown, sore knee, questionable tonight. No, I'll go clip show all day, every day in this one. I feel very good about it. I know they're amidst a road trip, but they are not going to lose to the Celtics team today. Swallow the points, take the clips. Let's go. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA InPlay. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA InPlay turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA InPlay, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to, because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. So there's an NBA futures. We've danced on a few. LaMelo to win rookie of the year. Odds are only getting worse and by worse, better in terms of 
Now they're at minus 410 on FanDuel. There's an NBA defensive player of the year that has not been discussed. It's Rudy Gobert staring at me right in the face, only minus 210 to win it for a third time. The lad is only up against Ben Simmons at plus 350, Miles Turner at plus 350, and AD at an absolute Seabiscuit long shot plus 1100. Rudy won it in 2017 and 2018. He then went Jordan, Drake, back-to-back, did it again in 2018 and 2019. That is the Defensive Player of the Year award back-to-back, making him only one of 10 players in NBA history to do so. And during that year, he had 2.3 blocks per game in both of those seasons. One one season he played 56 games. The other he played almost the whole season at 81. But right now, he is higher than those numbers at 2.7 blocks per game. And let's compare a couple of these stats. NBA.com getting really intricate with it. Got a couple of things that stick out. I just want to compare and contrast. What else we're really looking at in terms of the competition? I mean, obviously on the number one team in basketball right now, if you're talking about record and you're talking about against the spread and you're talking about presence, boards, blocks, everything. They are up there in the top three in almost every category. Of course, defense points per games, they're not, but that's not statistically staring right at Rudy. It's a five on five game, baby. Let's go easy on it. So in terms of defensive rating is at 102.6 versus Simmons, who is a little bit higher as well as Turner. They're at 108 and 106 respectively. But when it comes to defensive rebounding percentage, Rudy's at 29%. Miles is at 16. And our boy Rudy is also number one in defensive rebounds, averaging a clear round phenomenal number 10. Simmons, 25th, 6.3. Turner, not in the conversation. So here we are. Defensive rebounding percentage. Rudy, 29 to mile 16. And he's number one with the most boards. He's just under Turner at blocks. First in blocks. Got to give it to Miles. 3.5 blocks per game. And he does have 1.1 steals per game. That's a category that Rudy is pretty much non-existent in. He's averaging just under one steal a game. Ben Simmons actually leading that category. But points off opponents points off of turnovers. Rudy's at 10.8. To Miles 10.3. And I'm watching last night against the Pelicans. The guy had two blocks in the first 15 minutes of basketball. I'm staring at all of these numbers. I'm looking at the FanDuel odds. And you mean to tell me Ben Simmons is your defensive player of the year? It's all aligning for Rudy Gobert to take his third defensive player of the year trophy home. He's minus 210. It's one of those LaMelo Ball Rookie of the Year feelings for me. That he's close because he's a favorite. 
have to lay juice to take them versus the rest of the competition. Now, I'm not calling Anthony Edwards and Halliburton Miles Turner and Ben Simmons here. But what I am telling you is that Rudy, if you look at his numbers from when he did win, he is right there on par, 0.4 more in blocks per game. And I love that he's leading the league in defensive rebounding. And when it comes to those two intangibles and you add the cherry on top that he's absolutely going to have, I'm going to say, the best record team-wise of these three teams, you're going to have to give some award to somebody on the Utah Jazz. So if you're not going to go Quinn Snyder, Coach of the Year, you're going to go Rudy. Minus 210 on FanDuel right now. I would say the odds are only going to get more juice laid down for you to take this. Unless you like a Ben Simmons at plus 350 or Miles Turner. I don't see it. I don't think that the defense efficiency, the overall defensive ratings, defensive boards, blocks per game, steals, put that all in a blender. Miles Turner doesn't edge out Rudy. And Ben Simmons certainly doesn't either. So on that note, I'm going to take Rudy Gobert to win DPOY for the third time in his very underrated career. The Frenchman has done it, and I see it clearly. And we end today's show. I'm going to go with an interesting fan duel prop in the Man City Wolverhampton game. That is a minus 550 in favor of City. A draws at plus 550 and Wolverhampton the Wolves to win plus 1500. The spread's at minus 2 and plus 2, but what I'm firing on, Man City to win both halves at plus 142. You can find it under the Man City Wolverhampton section on your FanDuel Sportsbook. That will mean they have to outscore Wolverhampton in the first half and the second half. But listen to this. Man City has won 20 matches in a row on the pitch. They look to extend to 21 games. They are at home. And also... They have two or more goals in 11 of their previous 13 games. That includes the Champions League W against Gladbach. And outside of a 1-1 draw against West Ham at halftime, they have put a goal in the first half back every single time dating back to February 7th. I had to go to find when City did not score a first half goal. It's minus 175 to win the first half, which I also like against Wolverhampton. And what City is doing right now, Pep's squad, it's incredible. 20 straight wins. They have 52 goals scored. Second best in the league to United. But you have the Wolves 12th in the table. And an incredibly inconsistent 12. And the spread is minus two plus two. You have to say to yourself, little bit of reading between the spread line. If it's minus 550 
for City to win this match and minus 170 for them to win the first half. And the spread is right there at minus two. Why wouldn't we fire on City to win both halves? The only thing that would make me nervous is the humble fact that City would put two goals in in the first half, then completely drop back, which very much does happen in soccer, and then they don't fire, but they still cover or they push. I don't feel it. I think this is a convincing W. I think Wolverhampton, I mean, they pushed against Newcastle recently. 1-1. But this is a, to me, a value pick. This kicks off in the middle of the day, 12 Pacific. So you will have to fire early if you like it. And I do. I like it a lot. Plus 142, City to win both halves. That about does it for today's show. I'm going to take the Lakers minus 1.5 on emotion. I'm terrified about it because the sun's a red hot like the SoCal sun in March, baby. I'm going to take the Clippers and what I feel is the best bet of the day on the cast. I'm going to go Rudy Gobert to win his third defensive player of the year at minus 210. And I'm also going to sprinkle a little breakfast money on City at plus 142 to outscore Wolverhampton in the first half and the second half. And if you don't like that, you can also go City to win the first half, City to win the second half as well. There's a lot of fun little prop bets for you on FanDuel when you start getting into the weeds. Thank you for listening. Happy Taco Twos. You make sure to hug your mothers. While you're at it, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm out. volume.